I have a funny relationship with fitness. It is a huge passion of mine. When I say I love working out, I mean it. It is a habit that both fills my cup and it fills me with pride. I love being a person who works out. It is part of my identity. I worked hard to make that happen. and It is something I remind myself of regularly. Fitness is so much more than what I do to quote unquote stay in shape or to maintain myself. It is a spiritual practice. It is a prayer. It is my way of saying thank you to my creator. It is an active form of worship, acknowledging that I am aware and I am in awe of the fact that I am here in that moment and that I have the ability to move my body. In the Highest Self episode, I explained the concept of Highest Self is a belief of whatever God or God's created you is also inside of you because of course they are. I mean, how can it be any other way? And if you are in the practice of honoring that God, then you must also be in the practice of honoring yourself as they are one in the same. And so to me, working out is a way of honoring myself and all the gifts that I have been given and taking time each week to keep myself optimal, healthy, and thriving. I am showing the universe that I value myself. I value this life. I know that I was given a gift that morning and that opening my eyes and having air in my lungs is something that I should be obscenely grateful for. And I honor that and I do everything in my power to keep it. And part of that is working out. So yeah, fitness to me is a whole lot more than something I do to have a flat stomach or a tight ass. It is something that allows me to maintain a quality of life that I demand of myself now, both physically and mentally. In circling back around, approaching fitness from that angle, one of worship, one of gratitude, one that is saying thank you every single day that I have the ability to move my body and making it a part of my identity, a non-negotiable part of my self-care, that is what has turned it into something that is is a habit, which is a question I get all the time. How do I make this a habit? And the short answer is you need to find a reason that is a lot bigger than losing a few pounds or having a tight belly. Because if your why and it starts and ends there, making fitness part of your non-negotiable routine is going to be really hard. I think it's funny that I own two gyms. I love working out. I love helping people fall in love with working out. I feel strongly that no one is thriving if they do not have a movement practice in place. I cannot think of any person who is at a level that I would consider the height of living who does not have some form of movement or exercise habit. And I say this cautiously and with so much love because I never want anyone to feel shame over something they are, or in this case, are not doing, but also as a push because if we do not have a movement practice in place, this is your push to start one, right? If you are not caring for yourself fully, if you are not making movement in some form a priority, what are you doing? That is not, you cannot honor your being without honoring that you have the gift of movement. And so back to, you know, the whole gym ownership part and and me having this podcast. This is a podcast I never intended on making. Even though fitness is obviously a huge part of my life, both personally and professionally, it's something I really don't like to talk about in a wide open forum because fitness is like everything. It is so individual and it is so highly personal. And and I, I'm very cognizant of that. I am very aware of that. There is no overarching 
truth in fitness that applies to everybody. But, and this is where I can be maybe a bit, um, you know, stigmatizing or even controversial, I do feel like there is a truth that embodies probably 98% of us, and that is that strength training is something we all should be doing. And you know how I feel about shoulds. I think shoulding on yourself is a horrible fucking thing to do. But why are you not prioritizing getting stronger? Because prioritizing getting stronger, prioritizing lifting, that is saying I prioritize my growth. I prioritize challenging myself, setting myself up to do more, setting myself up to show myself what I am capable of. Lifting is so much more than lifting. And it is my hope that by the end of this podcast that you will see that. The first thing we need to touch on is Is movement a priority right now? Because that may not be the case for everybody. So like I just said, strength training should be something that is happening for almost all individuals. But of course, that is not always true. And it is not going to be true for all of us at all times. So take, for example, somebody who just had a baby. Should fitness be your priority? Hell no, right? You have so much going on right now. There is so much happening in your life. Fitness cannot be a priority for obviously the first six weeks of that, but possibly even longer because nothing is universal. Six weeks for some may need to be 12 for others. You know, what type of labor did you have? What type of delivery did you have? Was it a C-section? Was it a vaginal birth? There's all these things that we need to consider. So if you are at that stage of your life or if you are coming into that stage of your life where, you know, you have an infant to take care of? Should trying to fit in your workout be a priority? No, absolutely not. You have the rest of your life to worry about that. Right now, your priority is healing. Your priority is, you know, making sure that you are well and that making sure that you are supported and that making sure you are prioritizing other aspects of your self-care that are a lot more gentle. And this is not for just a baby. Take, for example, somebody, you're starting a new job or maybe you moved to a new city or there was just a major upheaval of your current routine for any reason that life can throw at us. Does that mean movement should also be a priority when you are in the midst of a huge change? No, absolutely not. So when I say this is not universal, I mean it. You have to show yourself grace. Part of making fitness into a non-negotiable habit is understanding there are going to be times in our life where fitness needs to take a back seat. Because of course, that's the case with everything else, right? We have no problem shifting other things around in our lives. And we do so without guilt. And we do so without shame because we understand that is simply what needs to happen at that time. Yet with fitness, it's different because there's all these emotions around it. There's all these shoulds and coulds and telling ourselves, okay, I need to do this for this reason. And often those reasons are very surface. Those reasons are things like I need to lose the baby weight, which creates even more shame and can send us down a spiral. Or, you know, you're you're going through a change. Maybe it's a a new job or a huge breakup or some shift in your life where fitness just needs to take a back seat because you need to prioritize other aspects of your self-care. It is okay. And worrying about fitness in those times is going to be to your detriment. And so I love to use that question, is it a priority right now? Because that allows me to call your my bullshit and it'll allow you to do the same. And you can use that with kindness, but also, you know, with 
like I just said, bullshit calling. You just ask yourself, what are my priorities right now? You are going to feel in your gut when something is a true priority and when something is something you should be making time for. And you are going to feel when, no, that is not, that is not something I can handle on my plate right now. That is going to be to my detriment. And so use that phrase. Is this a priority right now? If you can say that without feeling shame around it, then it's not your priority right now. And that's okay. Move on. Because everything has a context. And there are cases where trying to fit fitness into your routine is just not feasible. And if you are currently living in one of those times or shifting into one of those times, do not feel shame around that ever Ever, ever, ever. But also, you know, they don't call me tough love for nothing. Know that those times are really few and far between. And those times can never last forever. Because if we allow ourselves to step back from things that serve us forever, that is not self-care, right? That is self-neglect. And that is not self-love or self-respect at all. So we need to be constantly taking, you know, an evaluation of ourselves and an evaluation of what practices are serving us, what practices are elevating us, what am I doing that is making me better, or what am I not doing that that could be helping me in some way. And again, this cannot be around weight loss, guys. That is why people have such a fucked up and, and challenging relationship with fitness is because we use it as a means to an end. It's not, right? Fitness is self-care. Fitness is how we can take care for ourselves. And that is a an, another excellent bullshit caller. If you feel like you have been trying and struggling for years and years to make fitness a habit, like you've, you know, found a groove and then quote unquote fallen off the wagon or whatever your story may be, that is a huge sign that you are using fitness as only a means to manipulate your physical being. And it can't be about that. Go back to what I just said just a few minutes ago. Fitness is a prayer. Fitness is a spiritual practice. When I say I get weird and woo with fitness, I mean it. It is my grounding routine. It is something that grounds me. I get asked often, why do you work out barefoot? And and there's a you know physiological reason. There is a region, reason behind it absolutely that has to do with better muscle activation. We have so many tiny little muscles in our feet that need to be activated so we can activate the muscles above them. Our muscles through our calves, our muscles through our hamstrings, our thighs, our glutes, all those things. Our bodies are amazing and they are all connected. And so by learning how to lift barefoot, I am better able to utilize my whole physical being. But also, I'm a fucking hippie. (laughs) And I like to be grounded to the earth. I'm a Taurus. I have that earth energy in my bones. I love to feel connected to the earth. I think grounding is a practice that everybody should do. And if you're not familiar with grounding, it just means walking around barefoot, walking around barefoot, specifically outside. And so, I'm grounding when I'm working out too. I am always getting a two for one. And maybe that's not, you know, your thing right now. Maybe you're not comfortable. And and truthfully, I don't want people walking around barefoot in my gym. That's why I wear those silly looking shoes. But, you know, close to barefoot as possible because I like to feel connected with the earth around me. That is part of my spiritual practice. Find something like that for you to anchor in. Find something bigger than fitness that you can anchor to your fitness. And for most people, for everybody, it is a form of self-care, right? It is a form of how we can care for our physical beings. It is a form of how we can honor ourselves. Like I just said a few minutes ago, I cannot think of any high achiever 
who does not have a, a, a movement practice. It just simply does not happen. If you look at people in the height of their careers, in the height of their lives, people that you admire, people that you you know look at as kind of a blueprint of where you would like to go or who you would like to be, I will almost guarantee you all of them have some form of fitness practice. Does it look the same across the board? No, absolutely not. But I guarantee you that they take time to move their body and they do so frequently. They do so, you know, three to four times a week. And so again, you want to make fitness a habit? Get fucking weird with it. Find a bigger why. Sit down and ask yourself, what what am I doing this for? What am I hoping to gain from developing a, a an exercise routine? And your answers will be surface. Some of them will be surface. I will never tell somebody that working out needs to be, you know, beyond our physical beings. Obviously, I work out for physical related goals too. I like having arms that look a certain way. I want people to look at me and say, oh, she works out. I have no shame in saying that. You No one should have shame for saying they work out for physical-related goals. That is fine. We are allowed to take pride in our physical being, but our goals cannot start and end there when it comes to fitness. And our goals absolutely cannot start and end with weight loss because if you are using fitness as a tool to shrink yourself, that will be to your detriment 100% of the time. And that is just a trash thing to tell your subconscious, I need to be less, I need to be less, I will only be worthy by being less. That does not make sense. Those statements are in direct conflict with each other. And so if you find that you are I'm getting ahead of myself. So let's backtrack. I apologize. Again, I have pages and pages of notes that I am not looking at. (laughs) What do you know? Shocker, right? And so what I would like you to do, and this is for anyone listening right now, regardless of where you are with your fitness practice, because even folks like me, folks who have been active in some form for, you know, I've been doing this for 15 years, doing it smartly for the last 10, I still do this regularly. I still edit myself. And I think that is something that is just a solid life skill to have. So get out a pen, get out a piece of paper and ask yourself, what am I hoping to accomplish through exercise? And let yourself write without judgment. Let, let answers just come out onto the paper. What am I hoping to accomplish with exercise? Absolutely, some of your answers will be surface level. They will be around your physical being. I would like to have toned arms, which side note, toned is not a thing. If you want toned arms, do not do what that really silly, just trash information giving person Tracy Anderson says, like pick up little weights and do a thousand reps. That is just such horrible, stupid advice. You will not get quote unquote ballerina muscles by training in that way. The people who look like ballerinas are people who are genetically disposed to look like ballerinas. They are tall, naturally slim people. I am never going to look like a ballerina. I have broad shoulders, right? I have a square waist. I'm not saying either of those are bad things. I love my big shoulders. My square waist, it is what it is. You know, I would be fighting genetics. And so when you hear things like toned, lean. Those words are bullshit. And those words are a huge red flag that this person does not care about me. They are marketing me something. And a company too. Beachbody uses those terms all the time. Uses melt fat, blast fat, like booty building, toned, long, lean. If you see any of those words, that is a huge red flag that that company or that individual does not care about you. They just want to make money off of you. Because those words, you will never 
ever hear from a reputable strength coach or a reputable trainer. We do not speak like that. We understand that those words are there for one purpose only, to get you to spend your money and with no care around your results. Because anybody, any trainer who is worth their weight in whey protein will tell you that there is no such thing as, as a long and lean workout. That shit does not exist. That is not possible. You will not be long and lean unless you are naturally a long and lean person, right? That will not happen. So when you say toned, what you are really saying is strong. I want to be strong. That look that you think that we classify, that we, you know, American women classify as toned, as lean, that's strength, guys. That comes from strength training and that comes from lifting heavy weights. And holy shit, am I getting so far ahead of myself because bulky is one thing I was going to address. But back to the exercise at hand. (laughs) Take a sheet of paper. We're going to start at the beginning because we got weird there. Take a sheet of paper. Ask yourself, what am I hoping to accomplish with my exercise practice? Write down answers, whatever they may be. Okay, maybe you are writing, I want toned arms. Okay, now you know what they are. But write them all down. But then ask yourself again. Ask yourself in a deeper layer. What am I hoping to accomplish? How do I want to feel? What am I hoping to feel from developing or deepening my exercise practice. Well, I want to feel accomplished. I want to feel like somebody who is disciplined. I want to feel like somebody who is motivated. I want to feel like somebody who follows through for themselves. I want to feel like somebody who sets a goal and actually fucking achieves it, doesn't stop when things become difficult. I want to feel like somebody who shows up for myself. I want to feel like somebody who regularly challenges myself, who learns to lean in to challenges. I want to feel like somebody who embraces failure because I know failing is a superpower because when I fail, I have the opportunity to learn. And when I fail and try again, it makes me a better person 100% of the time. And in doing so in the gym is a safe place to practice, learn, and deepen that skill. If you can learn how to fail in the gym, it will change your whole entire life. And so list out all of these reasons. Clearly, you can see what mine are, right? (laughs) It is very important for me to challenge myself. It is very important for me to learn how to fail. I'm a perfectionist by nature. I do not like to fail. I do not like to not succeed. Being in the gym has taught me what a gift failure is. It has taught me that I should chase failure because if I'm chasing failure, it means I'm always moving forward. I will never step back into my bullshit if I'm constantly pushing myself to try, try, try. That is why I go to the gym. I'm very clear on that. I hope you can find that level of clearness because, again, you want to make it a habit, you got to get weird with it. You have to get weird with it. You have to find a bigger reason. What type of person do you want to be? I guarantee you, that you can find a link between the person you wish to be and a way that fitness will help you be that person. If you want to be more motivated, develop a fitness practice. If you want to be more disciplined, develop a fitness practice. If you want to be somebody who leans into challenges, who pushes their boundaries, who is a goal getter, who chases something, lean into fitness, lean into fitness. Fitness will change you. And then here's a lot less woo of an answer. (laughs) Here's an answer I would say on our traditional strength training podcast when I do like normal podcasts with normal coaches. These are the answers I give. And this is a lot more practical, but you still cannot sleep on what I just said. Changes mean changes. If you want a different outcome, you need a different process. And that means being willing to self-question, being willing to get to know why you're really doing something and why it is so important to you. Ask yourself the questions, I promise you. And people ask me, like I, I do this in my coaching group, 
And people say, well, how will I know? How will I know when I really, I'm not sure. I just want to lose weight. That's it. That's all I want to do. Okay, that's fine. That is fine. That's a valid goal. I am not telling you that wanting to lose weight is a goal that you cannot have. That is not true. Why do you want to lose weight? What are you hoping to feel? Answer those questions. Those questions, they're going to stir up emotion in you. They're going to be uncomfortable to answer. You may find some tears coming out when you answer those questions because that's when we start to get at the heart of it. So when I say you'll know when you find your why, you'll know it. You will know it. You will feel it in your gut. You will feel it with every fiber you're being. And go back to that motivation episode. You're looking for motivation around the gym. Find your why. That shit will set you on fire. That shit will move you forward and it will continue to do so every single day. So do not sleep on that. If you want to make, I got a lot of questions around how do I make fitness a habit? Get weird with it. Find your why. Keep digging. Keep going until you feel that visceral gut reaction. When you write something, I want to be somebody who challenges myself. That was a big thing for me to figure out. I was somebody who did not like failure. I was somebody who played small. I was somebody who did not want to publicly fail. I was somebody who kept myself in a box. I was scared to be seen. I was scared to push myself. I was scared. When I realized that I could learn how to fail, that I could learn how to push myself, that I could make myself, like, if you could hear myself talk in a a workout, guys, Wow. (laughs) But I've gotten to a point where I can drive myself and I'm not naturally that person. I'm not that person at all. I am not motivated. I am not disciplined. Well, I can't say that. I am now. But I made myself that way through showing up for myself in a fitness routine. Again, I cannot overstress this enough. Strength training specifically will change your DNA. It will change you as a person. Do not sleep on that. Take an opportunity to develop that. Back to the practical advice, though. (laughs) How do you make it a habit? You schedule it. You schedule it like you schedule every other important thing in your life. And I don't care if you're working out at 5 a.m., you schedule that shit. You write it down. You put it in your calendar. I don't currently use a planner anymore. I feel like I've planned myself into oblivion over the last years of my life. I just use the calendar app on my phone and my notes, like keep a running to-do list. So if I were still doing this, what I would do is I would put it in my calendar as an appointment. I would schedule that time so the time would be blocked like I do for all my other appointments. And I would also put it on my to-do list for that day. So whatever you use, whatever system you use, schedule it. And if you have no system, I know a lot of us, like we're working from home right now, or maybe you're not even, you, you're you're a stay-at-home mom. And so your days are just, you know, kind of all going along day by day in the same kind of routine that is being led by your children. Still schedule it. Schedule that shit. If you're waking up before they go to sleep, or if you're waking up to do it before they wake up, schedule it. Write it down. Buy a calendar. Go to Target. You know, you're all there. (laughs) We're there enough, right? Buy a calendar. Schedule it down. Make sure you are making appointments for your workout. And here is another step. Here is something to make it even more concrete. Google did a study around, you know, how to make fitness a habit. And they basically gave two groups of people advice. They gave the first group the advice I just gave you. Schedule it. Make it a non-negotiable thing. You need to schedule it. You need to write down at least three times during your week of when you will work out. And then they told the second group that same advice, but they took it a step further and they said, and have a backup plan because life happens. Shit happens, right? Your kid is going to have a horrible night's sleep and waking up at 5 a.m. just isn't going to happen. What are you going to do on that day? Your boss is going to hold your meeting over and you're not going to be able to go to the gym during lunch. What do you do on that day? You know, you have to have a backup plan. So in addition to scheduling it, also say, and if this happens, then when do I go? 
have another plan because life will happen. And that is something I see get tripped up with people a lot at the gym. They only can go at that certain time. And if it doesn't happen at that certain time, then it doesn't happen at all. That does not make for a long-term habit. That does not make for a long-term habit at all. Those are the people who go for three months, maybe even six months, maybe even a year. And then something happens that throws their schedule off and they stop going altogether. You need a backup plan. If you are serious about making fitness happen, schedule it and have a backup plan of when you can do it. Okay, if my kid keeps me up all night, I'm not going to demand myself to wake up at 5 a.m. That's not kind. That is not to my benefit. But I will do so at 10 a.m. while they watch bubble guppies or take a nap. If my boss holds over my meeting and I cannot do it during my lunch break, then as soon as I'm done for the day, as soon as I shut my laptop for the day, or as soon as I get in the car, my gym clothes are already there, I'm going to go right to the gym and I'm going to get in something. You have to have a backup plan. It is crucial for long-term habit, you know, formation. And again, know your why. You combine those two things, having a having a schedule with a being aware of a backup plan and really knowing what you are hoping to accomplish, I guarantee you, you will make fitness a habit before you know it. You have but keeping in mind, it's work, right? You just writing it down on your calendar is not going to do the work for you. You have to actually show up. And I'm just going to throw this in here because this was a question I got a lot when I asked in my Instagram stories, you know, what do you have around fitness? A lot of people work out at home, work out at home, work out at home, and and we'll get there. Uh, We'll get there. But you still need to do this even more so. If you think you're going to be able to work out at home, you absolutely have to do this because working out at home is so much harder than working out at a gym. So much harder. Why is that? We'll take a quick break and then I will get into it. I promised myself this episode was only going to be 20 minutes and I just recorded for 20 minutes. So I'm really going to try to squeeze in as much as I can very, very quickly because I respect your time and I, and I want you to get the whole message. So why is working out at home so hard to do? Because of the I don't do here. I don't do that here effect. And so think about this in another context. If you are curious about improving your sleep hygiene, about getting a better night's sleep, universally, one of the first thing any expert suggests is only sleep in your bedroom. Only sleep in your bedroom. That is something you will find in in literature, in reviews, in journals, in anybody who is an expert in the sleep field. They will tell you over and over and over, only use your bedroom for sleep. Well, and for sex. <laughs> Only use it for sleep and do not do work there. Do not watch Netflix there. Do not scroll on your phone there. Well, why is that? Because we want our subconscious to know when we walk into our bedroom at the end of the night that it's time to go to sleep, right? We want to train our brain to go, okay, it's time to go to sleep. We don't want our brain to get in bed and go, okay, now is when I turn on Ozarks. Now is when I pick up my phone and I scroll Instagram for four hours. We don't want that. We want our brain to know I get in bed, I shut down. We train ourselves to do that. Guess what? That's why we can't work out at home. Because we have been doing that in our living room uh, subconsciously for years. What do we do in our living room? We walk in and we sit down on the couch and we turn on the TV. Or we read a book. Or we work on our laptops. Or we eat chips. We do all these things in our living room. We don't work out. We don't walk into our living room, push aside the coffee table, and drop down and do 10 push-ups. We do not do that. Our subconscious programming tells us when I walk into my living room, I 
chill out. Same thing is true for your basement. That is where you shove your shit, right? That is your junk drawer. That is where your children play. That is where you fold laundry. And maybe you do have a little corner of the basement that you have dedicated to working out. Truthfully, how many of you are using that? Not many, right? I know a lot of people with full-on gyms in their home that cannot find motivation to do so. And then they carry shame around that. Oh my gosh, I, I spent all this money and I can't do it. I can't make it a habit. Why is that? It's because you're at home and we're not taught to work out there. We have programmed ourselves since childhood that being at home is our safe space. Being at home is our comfort. Being at home is where we relax. All these things we have been telling our subconscious, just like we try to tell ourselves in our bedroom, this is what I do here. And so working out at home goes against years and years and years of subconscious programming. Why is going to a gym so much more effective? Because what do you do at the gym? Everybody knows the answer. You immediately, your brain goes, that's where you work out. You don't even, they're, it's the research now is less than 11% of Americans even walk into a gym. So if you're somebody who goes to the gym and you're listening to this, pat yourself on the back because you're already a superhuman. You're a superhuman because the vast majority of people never even go into a gym. That makes you really cool by default. Congratulations. But even all those people, the other 89% who have never even stepped foot in a gym, you ask them, what do you do in a gym? They know. You work out there, right? Our brain knows that's what's happened there, even if you don't do that. And so we have that working to our benefit. Why else does that happen? Well, because you start inertia, right? That is a huge thing with habit formation. We have a cue, and the cue triggers the, the next action. The action that follows is what we make into a habit. Sometimes that's to our benefit. A lot of the times, it's not. And so for us, we walk into the living room. The cue is walking into the living room. The habit that follows is sitting on the couch, right? Not doing 10 push-ups. We walk into the gym. That's that's the start. That's the first domino that falls. Then the chain effect after that first step into the gym, that becomes so much easier because our brain knows what to do after. Our brain knows, okay, this is what I do here. I work out here. Now, I have a ton of notes on why working out at home is problematic, and I don't want to get into them. One, because I don't like to speak negatively about other things, Um. <laughs> but let's just say that boot camp you're yeah, that boot camp you're doing at home is not to your benefit. It is not to your benefit. It may be fun, but that's on purpose. They're entertaining you, right? They're entertaining you, which is a term in the fitness community that we use not to talk shit about all these at-home workout programs and apps, but to call them is what they are. They are entertainment. That is not training you. And the reason why these things seem complicated and seem so challenging is because they throw a bunch of movements together because they know they're so limited, right? You guys cannot do progressive overload in your living room. You do not have access to enough weights that would allow you to do a proper strength training program. All you can do is a bunch of complicated shit, like a burpee to a lunge to a squat to a press to a tricep dip. Like, I've seen enough of these programs. And again, I don't like to talk poorly about other things, but I just, without getting too into it, they are to your detriment. They are hugely to your detriment because all they are doing is keeping you busy. They are giving you busy work. They are not making you better. It's the equivalent to writing your name 50 times when you were in middle school or 
kindergarten? Did it help you? Maybe marginally, but could you have spent your time doing something a hell of a lot more, you know, applicable, a hell of a lot more elevating, a hell of a lot more challenging? Yeah. You could have, right? So yeah, maybe writing your name over and over helped you in a little bit, but it didn't help you grow. It just helped you basically satisfy yourself. It's a pacifier. It's a placeholder. You need to get to a gym if at all possible, because that is where you can properly train. That is where you can properly elevate yourself. That is where you can experience progressive overload. That is where you can challenge yourself. If you only have access to limited equipment at home, that's where you're stuck. You put yourself in a cage with those. And I'm saying, I'm not saying that because something is better than nothing, but this is a huge bullshit caller for people. They just say, well, I can't get to the gym. That's not true. It takes shifting some things, right? It takes making things a priority. And so if you make your list, is it my priority right now to take care of my physical being, to push myself, to be a person who is self-motivated, to be a person who is disciplined, to be a person who leans into challenges, to be a person who fill in your blank there? A gym is going to make that a lot easier for you. Right. And and I'm sure a lot of you are thinking, OK, Heather, well, you're just saying that because you're a gym owner. Yeah, you're fucking right. I am. If you went to a doctor and you're feeling ill and you said to the doctor, OK, I'm experiencing this, but I want to treat it at home. Could the doctor, you know, maybe you do have some tricks up your sleeve. Absolutely. But the doctor has It's years of experience and access to all the tools of the trade that will make treating your illness a lot easier, right? It' a lot easier. It'll help you. Same thing with the dentist. We all know how to brush our teeth. But when we need a root canal, we don't try to do that. We value that. We value the the expertise that is needed for that complicated process. Fucking mechanic. I can put gas in my car, but when the engine light is on, I go to the expert. If your engine light is on, go to the expert. And the expert is not Sally the soccer mom, the beach body coach, trying to make some extra money. She's not a fucking expert. And, and again, I know that sounds mean, but it's the truth, guys. It is the truth. Trainers who do not use terms like lean, mean, whatever, they are experts. They are experts in their field. I surround myself with these experts because I value their knowledge, right? People ask me all the time, who does your programming? My husband. And my husband, who has degrees in this, who has been in the industry for over 20 years, who is a certified functional strength coach, who is a coach for collegiate athletes playing in a very challenging level. He has so much knowledge that I have at my disposal. I would be, me, having 10 years of experience in the gym, being somebody who's trained somebody, being somebody with certifications under my belt, I still see the knowledge. I'm, I'm, smart enough to know everything I don't know. And I think that's a problem with fitness is because somebody thinks that they can do a push-up, they're now an expert. My friends, it doesn't work like this. We know that to be true with every other thing. Fitness is the same way. If your check engine light is on, go to the mechanic. If your physical check engine light is on, go to the experts. And you're going to find the experts at the gym. And bigger than that, taking time and investing a little bit of money What does that do? That tells your subconscious, this is important to me. This is important to me. I value my health. I value my wellness. I value making these changes. I am a person who, fill in your blanks from your sheet, and then this is why I do this. And a lot of you are probably feeling maybe uncomfortable right now with me saying that. Maybe you don't want to listen anymore. Maybe you feel like a little bit attacked. Like, well, I don't have money. I don't have time. Call your bullshit. Again, that's something that's just... 
usually not the case, right? Because if we have money to go to Starbucks a few times a week, we have money to go to the gym. If we have money to go to Target once a week, we have money to go to the gym. If we have money to buy a case of white claws once a week, we have money to go to the gym. If we have money to get takeout a few times a month, we have money to go to the gym. Often, what you think of as not being able to afford to do is just an excuse for you to placate yourself and say, okay, well, I can't afford this right now. So that's why I don't go. It keeps you stuck in your bullshit. And I'm not here for that. Again, I'm not here for that. Call me tough love. I don't view that as tough love. My coaching style is not tough love. My coaching style is I was stuck in my bullshit for years. I know what it likes to lie to, I know what it's like to lie to yourself. I know what it is like to tell yourself stories, to tell yourself excuses, to tell yourself, well, I can't do this because of this and I can't, I don't have money for this. I don't have time for this. I lived it, guys. I lived it. I know what it's like. And so when I see that in other people, I can call it out quickly. (laughs) I get it. Like, you know, I, I say this like kind of joking, but also with a hundred percent seriousness. If I have a psychic ability, it is the ability to sniff out bullshit. I'm very well versed at sniffing out bullshit. And so when I, me being a tough love coach, that's not the case. I'm a coach who can see your potential. I am a coach who sees everything that is available to you. I am a coach who sees how fucking amazing you are. And it physically pains me to see somebody sit with potential and have it not be used. It makes me physically ill. I feel it in my belly. I hate that. And I feel so visceral around that because I lived it. For years, I know how painful it is to sit in a life that is below your potential. And what the fuck does this have to do with strength training? What does this have to do with the gym? How do you pull it out of you, right? You pull it out of yourself by pushing yourself. You pull it out of yourself by challenging yourself. You pull it out of yourself by putting yourself into things that are new, putting yourself in new situations, things that feel foreign to you. And then you see, oh, this wasn't that hard. That wasn't that bad. Oh, nobody's staring at me. That's another thing that came up a lot. Well, what do you do if people are staring at you at the gym? That's just a, it's a fallacy, guys. And again, I've, I've been, I've been the girl just starting out in a fitness program. I, I did that for years and I'm in a gym every single day. That doesn't happen. That does not happen. Yes, are there creeps at the gym? Mm-hmm. You're going to find your occasional creep. Go to a grocery store. There's creeps there too. Go to a bar. That place is fucking filled with creeps. Go to anywhere. It's going to happen occasionally. If you're at a gym, like my gym, we've encountered that maybe two times. And guess what happens? You come to the front desk and you tell me. I say, I go to that person. I say, get the fuck out. Any gym that's worth its weight in whey protein, <laughs> worth its weight in salt, they're going to do the same things. It's a safe space. And we want to make it safe for you. We understand. We gym owners understand how hard it is to walk into a space like that. We understand how intimidating it is. I also know that 99% of that is completely in your head. And you will realize that as soon as you walk in. But in that small 1% chance that there is somebody there who makes you uncomfortable, you tell me, friend, I will fucking take care of it. We have kicked people out before, and I do not feel bad about that. I feel no shame in that. My gym, you can drop your weights, right? You can be a meathead. You can, with no Planet Fitness type bullshits going on in my gym, you you can bro out. You can make noises when you lift. You can do whatever the fuck you want. If you make somebody uncomfortable because you're a pervert, I will tell you to get the fuck out. If you make fun of somebody, I will tell you to get the fuck out. That standard is set in my gym, so that doesn't happen. I guarantee you, you go to a gym with owners in your local community, like my husband and I are, 
That's what you're going to find. You're going to find people who care. You're going to find people who want to see you succeed. You are going to find people who are like me here right now, very passionate about your success, very passionate about your health. And they are going to do everything in their power to support you in your goals. Everything they can. So drop the idea that a gym is a scary place. You will never be as protected as you are in a gym. Because I speak for almost all gym owners when I say we want to see you succeed and we will do whatever it takes to help you get there. That is how passionate we are about human potential. That is me speaking for most of my industry. And again, are there the exceptions? Yeah, there is. But there is in every other field, guys. We just need to decide what we are going to pay attention to. I wanted to talk about um, the bulky myth, but I'm running low on time. And so what will I say in short? I get this from a lot of people. I've got questions, um, a few questions of people saying, I'm already, you know, I feel like I'm a, I'm a bigger woman. I don't want to lift heavy because I feel like that's just going to make me bigger. And then I also got questions from women who, you know, identify to be in small bodies and they're saying, I don't want to get bulky. So what do I do? You lift heavy weights. <laughs> The answer is the same for both of you. You cannot get bulky unless you're taking steroids. You cannot get bulky unless you are supplementing with testosterone. It is physically impossible. Bulk is our diet. So if you are fearful of creating more size on your on your body, lifting weights is one of the main things that can help you physically change yourself. Because what do we know what muscles look like as opposed to fat, which is another tissue? We know the space muscle takes up as opposed to fat. Muscle is a lot more condensed tissue. And so five pounds of muscle looks very different than five pounds of fat. We know that. Again, physical goals are okay to have. Physical goals are okay to have. There needs to be more, but it is okay to have them. You cannot get bulky from lifting weights. It will That toned look, like I said way in the beginning of this, that toned look that you're going for, that's lifting heavy weights. That is from lifting heavy weights. Unequivocally, lifting heavy weights is to your benefit, period. If you think that, like I use myself as an example, not that I'm like some Adonis, I'm absolutely not at all, but I don't think anybody would look at me and call me bulky. I don't think anybody would look at me and think that I was a, you know, big bulky woman. They wouldn't. Guys, I lift as heavy as I possibly can. I lift as heavy as I possibly can 80% of the time. Like my weights, my working weights, and I'm not bragging. I'm just being honest. My working weights are what most would consider heavy. You will not get bulky from lifting heavy. It will give you the physical goals that you are going after. And then very quickly on cardio, how much cardio do you need? Not as much as you think. (laughs) Get off that spin bike, guys. Please get off that spin bike. It is Oh, it is going to be ruining so many people. Wait 10 years, I'm promising you. Mark my words. Like, just like we moved away from so much cardio in the 80s, and like now we're swinging back to it. Like, history repeats itself, guys. Cardio is not bad. Cardio is necessary. Cardio is an important part of any fitness routine. I am not saying do not do cardio. And the bike is an excellent recovery tool. It is an excellent recovery tool. Is it going to help you get stronger? No, it's not it, it, at all. You cannot, there is no such thing as a strength cardio ride. Like there's no fucking such thing as that. That does not exist. It, cardio is great. Cardio is wonderful. You should absolutely do it if you enjoy it. But it is the frosting on the cake. Three days a week of strength training for 90% of people, 99% of people is beautiful. And then if you can fit in a day of some cardio, perfect, wonderful, amazing. If you like to do more cardio, fine, wonderful, amazing. I go through stages where I'm like, oh, you know, I just really want to break a sweat today. It's fine. It is fine. Do cardio because you want to do it. Do not do it because you have to do it, right? Like that is the main thing I want to emphasize with cardio. 
do not do it because you feel like you need to do it to accomplish some goal. Do it because you like it. If you think that spin class is fun, if you enjoy it, cool, do it. Amazing, do it. Lift weights too. Because the physical goals you are going for, anything related to changing your physical being in any way, be that you want to tone up, which we know isn't a thing, <laughs> lose weight, you want to you know, just be healthier, strength training is the way you can do that. Strength training is the way you can do that. There's so much I didn't cover here. So maybe we'll do another fitness episode and get more specific into each topic. But I hope this gave you an overview of just two main things. And that is really how do you make it a habit? Well, you make it a habit by on the easy surface level, scheduling it and having a backup plan that is unequivocally the most. And then two, you make it a habit because you understand why you're really doing it. You know your real why. What type of person do you want to be? How do you want to feel? What are you hoping to accomplish with fitness? What are you hoping fitness to give you? Or what do you feel like you're lacking that you would like to become, right? I felt I was lacking discipline. I felt I was lacking motivation. I was lacking self-efficacy. I was lacking self-respect. I was lacking a lot of those qualities. And I asked myself, how could I use fitness to give me them? And they did. It over-delivered, actually. Over-delivered. So when I say specifically strength training will change your life, I mean it. I mean it. It is a spiritual practice. It is the best thing you can do for your physical being. And if we are honoring our physical being, we are also honoring our creator. We are honoring our physical, our, our spiritual being. And we are honoring the people around us because you cannot pour from an empty cup, right? Like that just does not happen. We know that. Um, like I said, I know I left a lot of things off the table, but really that's all you need to know with strength training. You don't need to overthink it. How much should you be doing? as much as you want, right? Like you should not be pushing yourself. For most people, three to five days a week, that's it. That's the sweet spot right there. Find a good trainer, find a good gym and trust them and let them handle it for you. They're the experts. Just like you go to the dentist and you open your mouth, you have no fucking idea what they're doing in there, but you trust them. They're the experts. Find that in your local area, right? If you're listening to this right now, you know where to find me at mine. And, and, and forget the fear that we carry associated around a gym. People are not looking at you. People do not care. They are there for the same reason that you are. They are there to improve themselves. They are there to become better in some way. They are there to take care of themselves. They are not staring at you. I promise you that. And really all that to say, fitness has the ability to expand your life in the most amazing ways if you allow it. If you allow it. It is by far, it is the practice I credit for breaking me free of my bullshit in every area of my life. It helped with my eating. It helped with me becoming a more disciplined person. It helped me get better in every area of my life. I was lazy. I was unmotivated. I treated myself like a trash can until until I found lifting. Allow it to help you grow. Ask yourself, what would I like to see happen in my life? What would I like to use fitness for? Who do I want to be? How do I want to feel? Fill in your blanks. Get really clear on that and allow fitness to work its magic on you. I guarantee you, you will find it. I hope this helped. I know there'll probably be a lot of questions around this because there's a lot I didn't cover, but mostly it's all bullshit. (laughs) It's all bullshit. You won't get bulky. You don't need to work out an hour a day, five days a week to see results. 20 minutes a day is better than zero minutes a day. Like it's all bullshit. But that being said, you know where to find me. Hit me up. Ask me your questions. We can have another conversation around this. We can get more technical with it if you wish. But, you know, just start... Start where you are. Use what you can. Call your bullshit. You probably have money for gym membership. It's going to be to your benefit if 
you do call your bullshit and get there. Ask yourself what you want. Ask yourself what you're hoping to see and then follow through because you're worth it because you're an amazing, magical, mystical creature with the ability to move its body and it is your responsibility to honor it. Again, I will see you next week. Talk to you soon.